Welcome to the School Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Kay Cerrone, and welcome to Episode 4. Today, we're going to take a look at the homeschooling setting for the first time. We're going to get an idea of academic, social, and emotional fallout from the school closures that happen with the public school system. And we're going to take a look to see whether or not it affected the homeschooling system. Last week, we heard from the front lines of the public school system, from the teachers and the administrators who discussed the social and emotional fallout from the school closures and how it was affecting students. Today, we're going to talk about the homeschooling system and how the closures affected those systems. Before I begin, I want to give a shout out to Matt Pavasek. He's the DJ and producer who created the music for the opening and closing of this podcast. Matt has an Instagram account under Matt Pavz, so it's Matt, M-A-T-T-P-A-V-Z, and he's got wonderful music that he has created, so give him a listen. Thanks, Matt, for your music. Also, I'd like to let you know that we now have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And hopefully we'll be able to have discussions on those social media platforms and answer some of your questions to some of the episodes that we've had so far on the School Yourself podcast. So let's begin. I want to be able to define homeschooling and tell you what homeschooling is, what it is not. The Census Bureau defines homeschoolers as students who have been officially removed from a school or students who have never enrolled in a formal school system. This distinguishes independent homeschoolers from the millions of students doing home-based remote schooling during the pandemic school closures. What homeschooling is not is online schooling directed by a public school system, and this is sometimes called virtual learning, or supplementing your child's public school curriculum at home. That is not considered homeschooling. So for some general statistics first on homeschooling, there are 3.1 million K-12 students who were homeschooled in the 21-22 school year. And if you remember when we talked about dates, the 21-22 school year is the first year after the schools reopened after the lockdowns. Before the school closures, 3.3% of students K-12 nationwide were homeschooled. After the pandemic and the schools opened, 11% of students across the nation are now homeschooled. For example, in Massachusetts, the homeschooling rate soared from 1.5% in the spring of 2020 which is when they, the public schools began to close, and ballooned all the way to 12.1% for the fall of 21, when the schools remained closed. What was once thought of as schooling at home for people who are ultra-religious has now become a more acceptable option for all types of parents. Demographically, the homeschooling system has a variety of households, These include Christians and non-Christians, conservatives, libertarians, and liberals, low, medium, and high-income families, black, Hispanic, and white parents, parents with PhDs, GEDs, or no high school diplomas. According to the U.S. Department of Education, 
One nationwide study shows that 41% of homeschool students are students of color now. The Census Bureau also found that the number of homeschoolers who were students of color increased nearly fivefold between the spring and fall of 2020. Talking about the cost of homeschooling versus the public school system, homeschooling is having a dramatic impact on school funding for the public schools. It costs an average of $15,240 per student annually to educate a public school student. This is according to the National Education Association. The roughly 3 million plus homeschool students represent a savings of over $56 billion for taxpayers. This is $56 billion that American taxpayers did not have to spend because a child was homeschooled and not enrolled in a public school. While homeschool families spend an average of $600 per student annually for their education. Families engaged in home-based education are not dependent on public, tax-funded resources for their children's education. So as you can see, the homeschooling surge will be having a dramatic impact on how we fund our schools with the loss of funds from the students leaving the public school system. Finally, digging into the academic loss for homeschool students, Unfortunately, the data is very thin and incomplete due to the fact that some homeschool parents are not generally inclined to respond to research surveys or government organizations asking for how their child is being educated. The data can also be viewed as not having validity because of the inability to generalize student scores with public school student scores. It's hard to account for the differences in the home testing setting for homeschoolers or the administration of the testing. In the public school system, the tests are standardized, including how they are administered. But this is not true for the homeschool students. So with those two caveats, let's talk about the actual scores on standardized tests for the homeschoolers. According to the National Home Education Research Institute, the home-educated student typically scores 15 to 25 percentile points above public school students on standardized academic achievement tests. The public school average is roughly the 50th percentile. So that would mean typically a homeschool student would score in the 65th to the 75th percentile whereas the public school average student would score in the 50th percentile. In interviewing a Kentucky homeschooling mother of three, when asked if her students experienced any academic loss during or after the school closures, she replied, We didn't stop schooling. We continued as if all the schools were in session. My children were so young, I didn't feel the need to tell them that the schools around them were closed. We continued on as if nothing had changed, so I can safely assume they did not experience any academic loss. And Kentucky was one of the states that mandated the public school closures. When looking at the social and emotional data for homeschoolers, there is no quantitative data to share, only empirical data from parents who have shared their experiences. And the homeschooling parents that I had talked to 
reported no social or emotional issues for their students. They continued to socialize through organizations such as their church, 4-H, sports, or their art classes. In fact, they did a unique thing called creating engaged learning pods that included parents rotating homes and taking turns teaching or collaborating to hire an educator to facilitate a curriculum. So in conclusion, the coronavirus pandemic ushered in what may be the most rapid rise in homeschooling the U.S. has ever seen. In one research study, 18 states that shared data on homeschooling said that the number of homeschooling students increased by 63% in the 2021 school year. Then when the schools opened, it fell only by 17% which means there's still a 46% increase in those 18 states for homeschooling. Next week, we are going to turn our attention back to the public schools and discuss the state of the special education in the public school system. I think this is, again, another very important topic for parents who are looking to find out exactly what is happening in our public schools so that they can make a decision between public school, or homeschool for their students. We'll be talking about the lack of funding for the special education programs and also the teacher shortages and how the schools are handling that. And finally, we'll have voices from the front line and what is really happening in the special education classrooms across America. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to hit subscribe or follow to hear the new episodes or catch up on our previous episodes. Leave us a review, hopefully a five-star review, or send in your questions to schoolyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. Again, look for us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.